0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast. My name is Ryan Sabah. The most electrifying voice in sports information with me as always.
1: What up, what up? It's me, it's me, it's Luki C, aka the crockpot here with you, ready to get these takes off. Takes. What are we talking about today?
0: So today, you know, great news, right? NBA back tomorrow. Is it tomorrow?
1: Yeah, it'll be uh tonight when this episode drops. So yes.
0: So it's officially tomorrow, but when the episode's Drops it'll be today. So, you know, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, for those of you that, that that didn't check it out, we had a little conversation about where we thought things would go. And as we get back into real games and sort of the training camp or whatever is over, I think we're going to take some time here to revisit preseason conversation, talk some general stuff on the bubble. I think there's a lot of topics. Few topics that have come up in the last couple weeks since they've been in there. We'll we'll talk about our preseason stuff. We'll also, if you need to make any changes to your preseason predictions, now's the time. They have closed voting on all the major awards. I read that as of July 30th, I think. They're not taking any votes. So all these next eight games or whatever that they play aren't gonna have an impact on the, the season voting. And then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some teams' positively negative impact and maybe throw a couple surprises in there. So, you know, I think where we'll start is the last time we talked hoops, we talked NBA, it was before the bubble, right? We kind of talked about how we thought the bubble would be and give me some general thoughts on how it's played out so far. Obviously, there's been games on TV and they've been a little weird and just some some of the things that are happening around – Around the, the league right now,
1: I actually kind of like it watching those scrimmages. Um, at least for the first half or first three quarters, you know. Once those, once those marquee guys come out, it gets a little, it looks a little bad. But I'm one of those sickos that watches uh, summer league games in July. So you know, baseball's been going for a little bit at that time. There's nothing really going on in the sports world, so I really enjoy those summer league games. You know, I like to see, especially the Cavs rookies, but all the rookies play. Um, And it feels it's got that kind of feel where you can hear, you know, you can hear the feet on the court. You can hear the ball you can hear the players talking. But um, so it's got a little bit of that feel. So I've I've actually kind of enjoyed it. But, you know, the the competition's obviously better. And I think that uh, these guys are playing at a higher level than I was expecting. Real the real reason that they're in the bubble, you know, for this for this virus, I saw something interesting. And this was from Pompey, who said, of the 344 NBA players that tested for COVID-19 in the NBA bubble since the last tests were announced on July 20th, zero have returned confirmed positive tests. They, they announced that today, actually. So 344 players, they're getting tested multiple times, zero positive since July 20th. I think that's a really, really big deal. You know, we've seen a couple of guys leave. The kid from Sacramento went and got uh, some Uber Eats and picked up some food, and, and he was kid to quarantine for five days. Lou Will popping up at Magic City on his extended absence from the bubble. I think he had to quarantine for ten days. He's still in that, I believe, uh, as of today. I'm not I'm not positive, but overall, you know, I I think it's pretty cool. They've got some really interesting activities. I mean, we've seen we've seen on social media the pictures of them fishing. They got that barbershop in there now. Yeah. Just, it's been it's been pretty cool. What do you think?
0: I don't really have TV. I'm watching the games kind of after the fact, seeing highlights on YouTube, stuff like that. I agree with you. I think that the players are definitely playing better than I had anticipated. Not only is the top level talent playing better, but secondary guys, the role players, like playing pretty well. That tells me one thing, right? Those guys, most of them probably have like courts at home and things like that. Like they were playing. They weren't sitting around playing video, which they were playing video games and stuff, but they were still at it. They had always anticipated, expected that the season was going to come back. Part of that without a doubt has to do with LeBron. I think the league understands that.
1: Was it Pat Beverly's quote?
0: Yeah. Water, LeBron right? ain't playing, nobody's playing, right? And that's true. If the truth. LeBron wants
1: to play, we'll play. Yeah, if, if LeBron wants
0: to play, they're going to play. So, And this is a great chance for that team to win a title. So things like that, I think, are important. The quality of the games without the fans, to me, it's really no different. I think they're able to do some other cool things that they aren't with fans in the stands. They got cameras closer to the action you know because there's fans sitting there right so they kind of have the cameras on runners that go around i i really like that one almost hit luca what yesterday or 2 days ago the the screens with the fans the electronic versions of the fans i think that that's kind of fun look video games right video games have been the savior the unsung hero of this return to sports in pandemic because they're using the audio <laughs> from video games to pipe in. And I don't think people realize how realistic that audio is. You talked about Lou Williams. I, I want to talk about that. He got Pop going to Magic City. For all our younger fans out there, you don't know what Magic City is. It's the premier uh, gentleman's club in, in Atlanta. And uh, if you've never been to a gentleman's club in Atlanta, if you've never been to Magic City, I highly, I highly recommend you go there.
1: He wasn't there for any of that, though. He was there for the Lou Williams Lemon Pepper Wings.
0: That's right. I was going to say that, but I wanted to just touch base on how uh, of, of an establishment Magic City is. Okay. He said he went for the wings and he got a lot of heat for that. And then people started posting pictures of the wings. And I got to say, I must have missed that on the menu when I went to Magic City. Those were the best looking wings I've ever seen in my life in L. Duncan. She's from Atlanta. The gal that's on ESPN during the day is the sports center host. She's from Atlanta and she talked about Atlanta's different, man. Like people go to the strip club to eat dinner. Like it's just, it's a whole nother world down there. So shout out to Lou will shout out to magic city. Shout out to the wings. Cause if you didn't see pictures of those wings at magic city, I highly recommend that you check it out. I'm really optimistic about what I'm seeing. I'm excited for these teams to come back and get back to action tomorrow. I'm probably going to turn my YouTube TV back on, but I'll wait until the playoffs actually start. So, you want to go back and talk about our, our preseason picks?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll talk about a little bit about what what I what I had picked. You know, I, I had in the West, I had the Lakers and the Clippers in the West finals in the East. I had the bucks and the Sixers and I had the Lakers over the Sixers in the finals. I'm not going to change too much here. I'm going to keep all, all four teams. I think that again, we, we talked about in the preseason that the Lakers and the Clippers were the two best teams. I think we both felt that way. I still certainly feel that way out. in the other side, I'm really interested to see what happens here with uh, with this move of Simmons to power forward, I think if you're going to do something like that, this is like the perfect environment to try it. They could get matched up with the Celtics in the first round. I think that's a very, very good matchup for them. So go ahead and try that. Try this out. See how it goes. Um, maybe this is a way for them to get a little spark. You know, they certainly have the talent. I'm, again, I'm just not sold on Brett Brown, but I think this is a great move by him. So I'm gonna keep them. I'm gonna keep those two teams also, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have the Bucs coming coming out of it. So I'm gonna switch it up to Lakers and Bucks. Get uh, Bron and uh, Giannis there in the finals is gonna be my prediction there, and going with the Lake Show.
0: It's not bad
1: as uh, far as players. I, I pre preseason MVP uh, was was Giannis, and uh, LeBron really closed on him late in the, before the season yeah started before we got the the COVID shutdown I think that maybe had that just continued obviously you said that the voting shut down but um maybe he would have caught him I don't think he probably did enough to hold him off or uh, I don't think he did enough to catch him and and pass him so I'm gonna stick with Giannis there and uh I went with Zion for my rookie of the year I'm obviously I'm gonna change that to to Ja I feel pretty comfortable in saying that if, if Zion doesn't miss those first couple months first three months whatever it was that he probably he's probably the rookie of the year. Yeah. 23.6 points, 6.8 rebounds. He had a 24.2 PER player efficiency rating, uh, 2.4 box plus minus. Shot 58% of the field. Now three points, a little cheating here. He only took 13 attempts, but 46.2 with a 29.6 usage rate. Those aren't MVP numbers, but those are outstanding numbers for an 18-year-old. Um, and Jasno slouched himself, you know, 17.6, seven assists, he had an 18 PER, .4 box plus minus, and then uh, he shot 49-36 with a 26% usage rate. So outstanding seasons from both of them. Uh, Zion only got to play in 19 games. He's a game-time decision for what will be tonight's game when they play the, uh, the Jazz. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and switch that. I think Jaw's going to win it. So that, those are my adjustments. How about you? So I'm reading
0: this article right here while you were talking. So this came out on the 17th of July on NBA.com and they said the league told teams Friday that none of the seeding games will be taken into consideration for any of the postseason awards. So that's pretty much as official as it gets right there.
1: I thought I'd read that. I wasn't I couldn't remember if the eight if the eight games were going to count or not.
0: Yeah. So in terms of I'm I'm just pulling up some stuff on like ESPN here. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. In terms of my teams for my Eastern Conference actually we'll go Western Conference. For my Western Conference, I had the the Clippers and the Nuggets. No, I don't think the Nuggets were quite the team that that I expected them to be. They're fun to play with on NBA 2K. Two K.
1: One seed two in our in our preseason show. So
0: yeah, look, it's going to be tough to keep the Lakers and the Clippers out. You know what I mean from that Western Conference final? There's going to be some, some surprise. I really think it's probably going to happen on the Eastern Conference side. But I'm going to stick with the Clippers. I think the Clippers are a deeper team. They're probably not as talented one and two, but it's close, right? But as you go through the bench, Montrez Harrell and, uh, you know, some of the other guys that they have on their bench – they have a strong, strong team. And then obviously you have a guy in Kawhi that, you know, I've said it before, nobody can stop LeBron, but I think he's, he is enough of a distraction. He can do enough against him to make his life difficult. And you know we'll see. So I'm going to stick with the Clips in the Western Conference, but I do think that I, I do want to take the Nuggets out of there as my Western Conference and as my other Western Conference Finals representative. Eastern Conference Final, I went with Milwaukee and Boston, with Milwaukee being the team that represents the Eastern Conference in the Finals. I think that the Boston Celtics, believe it or not, are going to potentially make some noise and maybe represent. Uh, the Eastern Conference in in the in the NBA Finals, I think they have a team, and that's that's you know that's crazy, right? Because Milwaukee has the best record. They have they have the the MVP. You know he's probably still not the best player, right? But he's definitely the MVP. I don't have enough faith in like Chris Middleton, some of those secondary guys. That Boston team, man, they're just they're gritty, they're tough, they're deep, they're young. I really really like. They got the. The bad stuff out of the locker room, that's a, that's a Kyrie reference. I just I think they're a good team. I like Kemba Walker. I think Kemba Walker is a guy that in spurts can take games over and get you eight to ten points really quick.
1: A lot of questions about that, knee.
0: Sure. You know, but Jason Tatum's a great player. Jalen Brown's a great player. I mean, that's a really deep young team. I think they got a chance. So what I'm going to say is this. I had Clips box. I'm going to change it, and I'm going to say Clips Celtics. In the NBA Finals with the Clippers beating the Celtics. I just, I like that Celtics team. They impressed me a lot. In terms of award, I picked Jaws, my rookie of the year. I'm going to keep him as rookie of the year. Who you, did you pick a depoy?
1: I think I ended up going like with Rudy Gobert.
0: Rudy I Gobert? Did. So my depoy was Anthony Davis. I think he's actually got a pretty good chance to win it. I think it's going to come down to him or Giannis. I was looking through some ESPN and some SI and. Uh, CBS stuff and it looks like a lot it's basically 50 50 between those two guys so I'm I'm happy about that my MVP I picked Kawhi that's a miss for sure I think it's Giannis I mean I don't I don't I don't think there's really any argument against Giannis as the MVP I, I agree with you LeBron came on I strong
1: I think there's some argument against
0: it I don't think so I don't
1: think you it's enough I, I just don't think he caught him
0: yeah you know I, I don't think he caught him it's tough man like you know, LeBron...
1: A freak. I mean, it's, it's hard to just, you know, it's hard to do.
0: He set the standard so high. He talked about it several years ago, really, before he came back to Cleveland. You know, he said, I spoil you guys, right? Like, I think that people are just so used to him performing at a high level that it, it doesn't it doesn't impress people anymore, which is crazy, right? And that's the problem. The voters have those same biases, you know, that the fans have where they start to become numb to just some of the things that he does on a night-to-night basis, so.
1: Sure, a little voter fatigue.
0: It's tough there. So that's what I got for my preseason. Only one change, only, well, Kawhi, you know, the Kawhi thing. You know, know, I'm not really going to change, but in terms of where I think the players are going to finish, that's my one change. We did general thoughts on the bubble. We did a recap season preview, make changes, talk about things moving forward. What's some your thoughts on how you think some of these teams are going to perform out of the gate? Do you think that there's some teams that are, you know, are going to be positively impacted, negatively impacted by the bubble? You think there's some teams that are going to jump out fast, some teams that, you know, may experience a little bit of rust or whatever. And, you know, talk about some of that.
1: It's tough. Um, it's, it's tough because they're only going to get a, a few games here. There's eight games. But I think I think the veteran teams actually have kind of a leg up. I know a lot of the discourse through the middle of this shutdown and stuff was the younger teams have an advantage. But um, I think these veteran teams like I'm going to go out and say like like a Toronto, a team like Milwaukee, teams that have been together for a while, kind of know their tendencies. They got their same coaches back, their same players largely. They're going to be familiar with each other. And I think that that's going to play a, a big role. And especially because these veterans are able to just kind of, I'm sure it is weird playing out there without fans and you can hear everything. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it is just basketball. And I think that the vets are better at, at handling that. So I think that those older teams, you know, the the two I just named there are uh, probably more positively impacted by it. A team that, that I think is going to be negatively impacted by it, Miami 27 and five record at home. 14 and 19 on the road. They're comfortable in American Airlines Arena, and this is not it. I know it's in Florida, you know, a couple hours up the road here, but I think that they're going to struggle. I think they really liked home court. I don't think that that's any surprise. Team like Indiana, they're on that younger side, so no surprises there. And then, not that I think they're going to struggle, but, like, I think we need to talk about the Clippers with these three guys that we talked that you had mentioned already, just kind of leaving. You know, we got Well who's out and then magically Pepev and uh, Montrez Harrell have family emergencies all at the same time. And yeah. at the same time. It's pretty, it's pretty well documented that those guys are like their boys. I don't know what happened with Lew Will, but as soon as he left, they were like, yeah, we're out. So I, not that they're not taking it seriously or, you know, anything with the, with the virus or the bubble or, you know, the NBA as the playoffs approach at all. It's just, it just, it just, it was just a curious thing for me to to see them. And then you know, Kawhi showed up a little bit late. You know, I, I don't think that has a huge effect because again, it's a veteran player. He he's been it's been a Finals MVP for two different teams. These guys know what they're doing for the most part. That's kind of the way I see it shaking no. out. These younger teams might have a little bit of trouble, but they might have better legs. You know, teams like Dallas, Boston. I'm just not real sure. And then you have like a team like Brooklyn, who like I mean, they're not even I. They don't even want to be there, really. They did send Jamal Crawford, which will be fun to see him play a few games. But that's what I got. What about you? You know, you're
0: still a little young, so I'm not going to hold it against you. You're, you're, you're about four years, five years younger than me, right? Maybe, maybe four years. So you don't really know what it's like when you get old. Like once you kind of get it up and get it going and then you stop, like it's not easy to get it back going again. Like when you're young, man, you run around, you know, play, play pickup game. You sit down for 10 minutes. Then you're right back out there on the court. It's not as easy as that when you get older. So these older players, I, look, I'm not worried about LeBron. Okay. I'm, I'm never worried about LeBron. He pays so much money, you know, on his body and spends so much money on his body. and all that. But not every player that's over 32, 33 years old is LeBron. And I think a lot of these guys are going to have trouble getting their engines back revved up. Luckily, they have eight games, right? I think like eight games ain't going to do it, right? But I think some of these guys, you're going to see a little sluggish.
1: You're worried about it if there was travel involved and if there was like back-to-backs. I mean, you, you don't get back-to-back in the playoff anyway. But I don't think they're playing any back-to-backs throughout these eight games that they're going to play. You don't have to. Right, so I don't, I don't feel, I just don't feel it's going to negatively affect them as much as, 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 sure. as we, as, talked about.
0: I mean, I don't. We're not going to know until we see it. And it. You know, it obviously starts now. So, I think there's a case to be made for the veteran teams. They've been together, especially some of these veteran teams that are that are playoff tested, uh, that know how to grind out a series and get a win. Teams that have been together. I think that's gonna. I think that's going to be valuable. I think the interesting thing is. You know, there's storylines on both sides of this thing, and you look at the East, the Eastern Conference. It's, in my opinion, it's really a three-team race, right? Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston. You know, you talked about Miami, Indiana. I think they're they're a team that's young and kind of falls into that, but they're not really deep. You know, Philadelphia. Look, I've never been a big Philadelphia fan, a, a fan of this project this team this process I think Joel Embiid's a little overrated to be 100 percent honest I think you know Ben Simmons is a little overrated. I think the only guy on that team that's really not overrated is probably Tobias Harris. He's probably a little bit underrated right as a player. So they're at the sixth seed right now. If they finish at the six, you know they they open with Boston and I, I just I don't think they can beat Boston. So the Brooklyn situation is an absolute absolute disaster. Again it's bad organization. They got bad locker room guys. Kyrie has been well-documented the way that he's behaved during, the, during this break. And basically, you know, everybody, all the players on that team aren't playing. Like Spencer Dinwiddie isn't playing. I think Gar- um, Garnett, Garnett, uh, Durant could probably come back. He's not. Kyrie's not playing. If I told my boss that I'm not coming to work, because I want to go out and look, I understand this, the, the whole movement that's going on with the NBA in this country. It's important. It's important to keep momentum. But if I told my boss that I wasn't coming to work for two months because I had something in my personal life that was more important than my job, I would be fired. So
1: Those two guys aren't, weren't allowed to go, right?
0: Huh? But,
1: you know, Kyrie wasn't allowed to go. They told him he wasn't cleared. He was going down to watch because he was still injured. They told him, no, he, you can't come watch. I don't now Durant it. has a different story. He had a choice, you know. He he was able to make a choice.
0: He shouldn't. I don't think Durant should play.
1: No, and he said he's like, I'm not going to rush my injury. No. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. Kyrie was never going down there to play. He he was because he was out for the year, and his injury happened months later. I know you don't I, like I, him. I, mean, I you, gotta, you, you can't. You got to have facts, and you just. I
0: I mean, my, the fact of the matter is, is he wouldn't have played if he was healthy. Well, the fact he, of the matter, is – he, he said that. He said that.
1: I'll have to find that quote because
0: I find the quote. He was on the damn conference call trying to talk other players into not playing. He made a a quote after they would hold on. He made a quote that said that no players should play.
1: He didn't say I'm not gonna play if I'm not healthy.
0: Oh, okay. Then maybe I just I read a little bit too much into it. We're never gonna see eye to eye on this Kyrie situation. So that's the Eastern Conference. When you look at the Western Conference, you know, it's – the Western – you know, you say the Eastern Conference is a mess and it's only a two-team race. The Western Conference is only a three-team race. The Western Conference is only a two-team race. Utah's locker room's a mess because their two top players don't like each other because they gave each other coronavirus. Five Seeds OKC, who we thought, you know, going into this thing, that they were going to be a a really bad team and they found a way to scrape some things together, but I don't think they're going to win – Houston's Houston.
1: Houston's got a lot of love in uh, the futures right now.
0: James Harden never, never shows up when, when the light's on. He's, he's... Which
1: I, think this, I think this helps him because, you know, you're not going to have that kind of, you know, just, just the atmospheric pressure of you having like a big playoff game. I don't I, – I just it, – it'll be there, but it's not going to be as strong with, without fans, I don't think.
0: He's got a guy that doesn't like to pass the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> And takes and has horrible shot selection. Now, I was watching some a game maybe over the weekend or late last week where Russ actually had a little bounce and he was hitting some jumpers and doing some things. So I I'm just I'm concerned about that team. I think Dallas isn't there yet. And Memphis, you know, they're clearly they're they're not there yet either. So when you talk about teams that are gonna be impacted positively, impacted negatively, you know, I talked about it. You know, I think the teams that been around been together for a while have gone through playoff battles I think they have an opportunity that's like the Bostons and the Torontos I think teams that are young or haven't been together for a while who've just kind of been put together I think they're going to struggle so we'll see any 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 additional surprises for you
1: I think I already gave one is you know picking a sixth seed to make it to uh, the Eastern Conference Finals but I, I mean outside from that I mean I really, I really thought about going with Toronto to come out of the East altogether, just couldn't get there. But I think that that's, that's something to keep an eye on. And I know we just talked about Houston, but I could see maybe crashing the Western conference finals. See how these eight games go. I mean, they are, they are just really, really small. <laughs> and that's how they wanted to be when they made that true, when they traded Capella. So but I think outside of that, NBA is probably the most predictable sport once you get these seedings. You rarely see, you rarely see something like 2016 where a team comes, from, comes down from uh, three to one. I mean, just very rare to even force a game seven. It's never – yeah. And then uh, you, just, you really don't see series upsets all that much.
0: I thought the NBA had an opportunity here to do the seeding the teams one through 16 – and maybe even, like, reseeding after every round, right? Those are a couple ideas that have been thrown around, and, and they they could have done both. Now was the time, now was the format to, to really do that. I thought they 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 kind of missed the mark there. Again, you know, that's probably – maybe that's something that they're never, ever going to do, right? So they are not even considering it. But, like, they're trying weird stuff in baseball, like – I don't want to go too far down the road here but in extra innings they start a guy on second base. I love that's how it. the that, that's how the a, Indians lost their only game.
1: It cost us a game but I love I love the rule.
0: No, I, I like it, you know. What what there's other sports that do baseball's done stuff like that before.
1: But this is you're right though. This is the time to try some shit like that when you know it's just like hey we're just happy to have baseball back on go ahead and do whatever wacky shit you want to do like if you you definitely want to keep games short in baseball I don't want to again I don't want to get too far off because because uh you got to keep all your players fresh because you've only got you got a larger pool but you want to keep your top players fresh so having to play a double header for a postponed game that's that's not great because you burn through arms having to play extra innings you burn through arms so I think trying to get these games over faster is a good idea in a 60 games in 70 or 80 days, whatever it is. Right. Next season.
0: Every game's worth like 2.7, right? Yeah. So the Indians had a doubleheader. They played 5.4 games, right? That's like, that's like, that's like 9% of their season. Yeah. That's insane. Right. They played it in one day. So look, I think when we talk about surprises, I've talked about the Celtics a lot. That's probably my only surprise, right? Like, I think we're going to see a lot of chalk happen here. I think teams that are seated higher are going to win. Uh, I think they're going to move on. I don't anticipate any sort of young, unproven team. And, you know, I'll I'll sort of – it's tough to classify Toronto as a young, unproven team because – They had been through a lot of playoff battles. I'm talking last year, right? They had been through a lot of playoff battles with the Cavs and things like that, and they sort of determined that DeMar DeRozan wasn't the right player for them. They made the trade. They got Kawhi. They inserted Kawhi into that. I just – I don't see – but I don't think anybody expected Toronto to do what they did. I don't really necessarily see anything like that. I don't think that anybody, including you, right, would if the if the Boston Celtics made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, or excuse me, made it to the NBA Finals. I don't think that you would be shocked.
1: I'd be a little surprised. Kemba's knee is really is really worrisome. I mean, that's all I hear when I, when they talk about the Celtics. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I, I saw I saw. And I know, I know it was LeBron James, but I just saw one guy beat them by himself. And it, took him, it took him all seven games, but, man, <laughs> he was incredible. But, yeah,
0: that was, what, two years ago?
1: That was 18, yeah.
0: Jason Tatum was a rookie. I think Jalen Brown was in his second year.
1: Who knocked him out last year? I think it was. Philly. It was Philly. Oh, no, it was, it was Milwaukee in the first round. They won game one, and then Milwaukee won the next four. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. It was, Cause they were the four seed. Yeah. And, or the, or no, it, no way it was Milwaukee. Was it? Maybe that was the second round. Well, let's look it up.
0: Let's look it up. Hold on. Let me, let me get this. My phone isn't working.
1: I'm pretty sure it was the second round.
0: What was it? Twenty twenty nineteen. 2019. That's why I got my handy dandy laptop here to pull also, up stats, uh, to pull hundred- up stats and quotes.
1: Another underrated uh, little storyline – it's not not really an underrated storyline, but it's a fun one – is LeBron and, we- or, uh, LeBron and Kai- Kawhi, Kawhi are mm. uh, kind of in a battle here for the first to win a finals MVP with three different teams.
0: So Boston played Indiana in the first round.
1: Yeah, then there was Milwaukee. They won game one of that series, and then Milwaukee won the next four.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing with Toronto. If Kawhi doesn't hit that – freaking shot falling out of bounds that was game seven right yeah you know if he doesn't hit that Toronto doesn't even go to the doesn't go to the NBA finals right so that's that's interesting all right so look NBA's back we're excited we have pretty much stuck to our preseason predictions I think we were pretty close pretty spot on I think it'll be interesting you got anything else you want to
1: say Somebody suck me.
0: He's gonna start doing that at the end of every episode. For the f- people that don't know, that's from the show Dave rapper Lil Dicky. I wish you would have waited, cause I gotta do the whole at WC Sports Pod thing now. So maybe you can do it again. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our page on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at WC Sports we just did, did, a, did a mashup. But what did he call it, Behern? What did he call that? Like a co-episode a, a co, a co where we talked about uh, the Madden rankings. And I think that's coming out next week. So be on the lookout for that with Zero Dark Nerdy. QB. www.pop.
1: QB ranks next week, too.
0: QB ranking. We did that episode. Luke and I recorded that. So that's coming. So follow everybody. Zero Dark Nerdy at wc sports pod for the water cooler thank you for listening and uh everybody have have a great week enjoy your lives